Hey, you all, a special thank you to our amazing and growing Patreon.com patrons. Andrea, Barbara, Diane, Erica, Stephanie, Susie, Terry, and our forever first, Trisha. As Patreon patrons, they get early access to our episodes. My eternal gratefulness for helping us express our love for all things Project Runway. And if you're unfamiliar with Patreon.com, it's a wonderful little site whose mission is to support creative work. There, you can make a small donation of support to the podcast to help out with production costs. And if you'd like to become a Patreon patron, visit our page on Patreon.com forward slash The Workroom Podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. The link is also in the show notes. Now let's get to it. Sometimes Tim's critiques are great and other times they're horrible and I don't think they have anything to do with the work that he's looking at. I mean, it could be fine. The judges could be fine with it. I just, mm-hmm. I have an obligation to you to tell you how I'm feeling about it. Yeah. Okay. Do I'm making a jacket? No. I think my jacket was really accomplished and so far what I've done, I feel is something that I love. Lovely, lovely listeners, welcome back into the workroom, the labor of love dedicated to Project Runway. I am Ernest. And I'm Patricia. And I'm Nayland. Yay! It's the Dream Dreams! <laughs> so, I've said it on podcasts, like, and I've been, I've been saying it in my head, and I've been saying it in my apartment alone. I'm so excited to talk about this with you, too. <laughs> It's so weird because I I did I just had a rush of great feelings, um, mm-hmm. and and th- and why I'm having a rush of great feelings, listeners. So just to remind you all, we're going vintage. We will be covering season four of Project Runway, which is, I mean, it goes without saying, it's objective, objectively, objectively iconic, for so many reasons. Um, as we go through it, we're going to do our best. I'll say for me, I'm going to do my best not to spoil anything just in case there's someone out there who's never seen the season before, <laughs> just in case you exist out there. Um, Cause I know our, um, I, I would say like a typical beloved, the workroom listener is as scholarly about this franchise as, as we are, <laughs> if not Indeed. more. So I'm just assuming <laughs> There's someone out there who's never seen season four, and this is a treat because um, it's from the you know throwback Bravo days, and um, it's not on Hulu. It's not anywhere on Netflix or anything like that. Hulu only starts at season eight, but if you have access to DailyMotion.com, where you are you know accessing the internet then you can get there and those links are in these show notes and they're in the previous episodes show notes as well um and i put in episode one and two just so you can kind of keep along with us mm-hmm. and as in you know tradition we do have a cheat sheet i was able to scour the internet interwebs and find old images of the final looks for this episode yeah. so we have a cheat sheet for you it's in runway order and um, it's it's very 2007. It really is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, and all you listeners, as always, you can join us on social mediums at the Workroom Podcast on Instagram and Facebook.com forward slash the Workroom, mm-hmm. and at Gmail in the Workroom at Gmail. 
That's in the workroom at gmail.com. All right. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. 2007, or as, as some people know it, PG pre Gaga. <laughs> it's pre, it's pre Gaga. It's also pre Obama. It's like so much happened in 2007. Just think about so many things. Cause do you remember where you were? What, what was going on in 2007? I mean, I remember quite precisely because of of where this um, where this episode opens up. Yes, let's okay. Oh right, <laughs> so let, let, let's, right. Let, let's okay, right wonderful segue. It. Thank you, Nayland. Um, so smooth. So, guys, this episode opens up at Bryant Park because that's where well, Fashion Week used to be. Wait, well, what's well, we don't quite. We we start off. Uh, in the in the apartment suites, a few blocks oh. away from Ryan Park. Oh, we get, get oh, that's everybody. Right. That's where we get everybody getting out of their cabs and introducing each other themselves right, right. to each other. Yeah, and they're all. I guess are they are they using their? Is this the entrance with the suitcases? I didn't write any of this down, um, but I have to tell you why I didn't write it down. It's because uh, not only are we back on Bravo, but this is a time where Project Runway was very housewife like like the intro yes. to the show <laughs> has oh taglines <laughs> which they that, don't do that anymore is... <laughs> gee I, I i i and i want to congratulate anybody who was behind that decision <laughs> it's because... so it's so rough that opening right what did I you guys know. think I loved it i loved it i loved every minute of it i love the corniness of it i love the awkwardness I love the questions that came to mind. Like, did they know each other when they made these? Mm. And did they have an elimination? And they're bad actors, just such bad actors. They can't deliver any lines. (laughs) And all you have to say is, I'm in, they're out. Even that was terrible. Yeah. Loved it. So, um, so, uh, may I suggest? Yeah. That, that, for our next episode and for subsequent episodes when we're introducing ourselves that we have to have our tagline for the that that we go old school with the intro this is great yes i love this idea (laughs) (laughs) but Theresa, are you in (laughs) um i i don't understand it but i'm in i'll figure it out yay Okay, the next time you watch, just just because also I, yeah. I understand that you, I don't know how much everyone's watching uh, the Real Housewives, but it, if you watch Real Housewives shows, you know what I'm talking about the taglines with yeah. with the intro. But yeah, I yes. don't watch that show. I mean, I've seen like the one episode that you told me about because Erica Jane was on. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't really know what that means. Then that's why I'm like, what? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I'll give you an example. Um, <laughs> I'm Nayland, and my fashion is like a football in a frying pan. <laughs> oh, that's good. I love this. I'm not even going to try to to come up with something on the cuff. Like I, I, I'm going to sleep on it. Yeah. I can't. Even, I will not follow that. I love, <laughs> love that football in a frying pan. <laughs> But that's a quote from the from the the show, or is that like? Oh no, a, a I pod- just made that up. Yeah, just it's, now. it's just like an intro. It's, or it's like they do this weird montage where they're kind of they they 
focus on each one of the designers and each one of them says something like, um, you know, I, fashion's a cutthroat business and my knife is always ready or, right, uh, right. <laughs> or, yes. or I know yeah. I'm the best. Yeah. I think that's what Christian said. Oh yeah. And someone says like, you know what? I own this runway, like something like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, look at all these, these peasants yeah. below me. Yeah. yeah. Everyone it's, is beneath it... me. I'm the best. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's also maybe a holdover from the real world. Oh. Like, yeah. didn't, like, didn't the real world have an introduction like that? Where they would <gasps> sort of cut to the individual, like, people on it and they would all have like the same phrase over and over again anyway interesting yeah i don't remember that but yeah i yeah. you know mold um I should, so. I should remember i should remember i should remember because i did watch that i mean i i, I watched that show later not when it was on maybe like a year or two after mm -hmm. like on reruns um because I, I didn't grow up with cable but i did see it so i should know this but i don't well all right or anyway, you just have to watch a housewife show to get your bearings. Yes, that, <laughs> that's oh, my oh. suggestion. Or, I don't uh, have you know, that, that's my suggestion for what we should do for this for this vintage season of, <laughs> of in the workroom. Have like a vintage intro. Yeah, I love it. We're yeah. keeping to the. Um, yeah, no, I, I love it. Yeah. So we start up at. Um, oh my gosh, I'm going to forget. I think it's the Gotham City. Apartments yes. or something. Gotham City. That's all I remember. <laughs> yeah, which used to be down. I mean, they may still exist, but they used to be down on thirty uh, eighth between fifth and sixth. Whoa! Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they were east. Interesting. Well, just a little bit east. Yeah, I mean, like 20, yeah. I, I mean, they were closer to sixth, I, okay. I would say. Wow. So, so the you know all of it, all everything they shot was all in the same area. Okay. Yeah, because it opens, and it, I mean, they're they're getting out there, which is mm -hmm. interesting. And also, another thing about this episode that we see, it looks as if everyone was asked to record their own biography video. So not just a portfolio, because usually we have, yes. oh, just, you know, a little, um, you know, uh, like a Ken Burns effect of photographs coming in and out throughout the whatever. But everyone gets a bio video where they talk about themselves a little bit because we, we first meet Rami, mm -hmm. um, who, you know, is Rami, I dress Al Jessica Alba, Rami, mm -hmm. and um, Chris March, yeah. And Christian Siriano. They all have a bio video. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, Chris, who, um, who's all of the photos that that Chris of Chris's that are shown, I think, are from before he moved to New York when he worked on Beach Blanket Babylon in the in San Francisco. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah. Because. Because that was a show that was sort of famous for those type of costumes, those right. sort of insanely overbuilt costumes. Yeah. So I saw this season when it first aired. This is when I was working at that magazine, um, Ernest. Mm -hmm. And I really liked Chris March during this season. Mm -hmm. This was actually in my top three favorites. Mm -hmm. I, like, 
I did not always like the fashion, but I always liked, I don't know. I, yeah. So that's interesting. I didn't, I didn't know that at all. Yeah. And he's introduced by, especially, you know, with these unconventional material dresses. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, he's a go-to person for, he calls them larger than life costumes. Can you make an outfit out of solid right. ingredients? Yes, I can. <laughs> and I have. And I'm just like, you're perfect. I remember thinking that mm-hmm. during the season. Like, you're perfect for this. Because remember the first season with that corn husk dress? Because it, it, oh, it felt like an homage to that Um to, to that I was like oh my gosh you're gonna be so so great for for that for that challenge um and of course we have Christian Siriano who you know I guess is the first iteration of our of the word that you'll be hearing a lot um I'm kind of fierce <laughs> and I'm kind of celebrity <laughs> in my own head I don't have a bed at home <laughs> because mm-hmm. <laughs> i'd rather buy clothes <laughs> it it is it's so interesting to see now that um that christians are i mean of course christian was in fashion school in london mm-hmm. and and of course that's why he has like a hairdo that you know looks like he ripped it off of like kaja gugu's head and glued it on his own in haste <laughs> You know, it's, it's, um, it's like, yes, of course, all of these things. It's shocking to see how, how far that hairdo has come in the intervening years. I just have to say, I love how observant you are of Christian Siriano's (laughs) hair. I just kind of just sit back and like, huh, I didn't notice these things. Like, I just have not like sure that was his hair. <laughs> yes it's a comb forward that's a severe comb forward and yes this is <laughs> this is the severe part there it's like okay yeah it's, it's there but no it is it's it's kind of it is a very early version of how how christian Siriano has been wearing his hair yes yes decades now wow well, i guess it's a decade now okay anyway, yeah maybe not not harp on that too much okay so oh, wow. Um, imagine a decade, a decade of jail. I know. <laughs> and a flat well, iron. Yeah. But they're all you know, living and then together we in Carmen, the hotel. Whose hair is also like that. Yeah. And all, I mean, and also, again, I was just staring at her braids because it looked like that hurt. I'm like, you just got that done yesterday. Um, your scalp must be very tight right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but. So Carmen is a former model. And mm-hmm. and if you haven't modeled, if you guys didn't know, you don't know the first thing about fashion or designing because uh, models know best. <laughs> Carmen, true. Web- Carmen Weber is very much aware. But um, yeah, so we meet Carmen and then we meet also Jillian. All mm-hmm. just a flashback and Kid Pistol because I think we're so we're meeting sets of roommates, um, and and that's how they've kind of sectioned this out. Yes. Yeah. So it was, I I you know and Jillian. Well, wait. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I mean in part because the show used to be so much more about what they were doing as roommates and hanging out and yeah. being you know I mean that that like the show spent a lot more time there. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, anyway. And Jillian. also, especially with them like leaving and coming in, but also I, I, one of the things I really love is what do they wear to the first episode? 
And yes. Jillian, I this romper, she, she has a culotte romper with a halter mm-hmm. top. And I'm like, till this day, I think it's so cute. It's so amazing. I, I just love almost everything that Jillian wears. Um, mm-hmm. And then we also meet Kit Pistol Scarbo. Mm-hmm. Really, really quickly, not too long, because then we jump on over to the other, the guy bedroom, <laughs> the other yes. side of the hotel. So next we we meet Christian um, Kevin Christiana, uh, <laughs> who designed a jean collection, and he's straight. He's very straight. Uh, also, that was... <laughs> he's straight. Go ahead, go ahead, Patricia, because because mm. he's straight. Just, I, I mean, just that whole affirmation. I was like, um, okay. <laughs> That's yeah. Yeah. And 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 my reaction is, dude, your facial hair choices say it for you. Like <laughs> 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 if he only knew that patches of hair all over his face in weird locations. <laughs> like is that a, is that a is that a spoiler? Oh is that God. supposed to make your face go faster? Like what's happening there? <laughs> But it's like, oh, my God, you're not gay? <laughs> How would I have known? <laughs> He's like, don't look at my eyes. <laughs> look at my chin. <laughs> my chin's real yeah. straight. <laughs> yeah, hey, my chin is down here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but Kevin Christiana doesn't want to do the gene thing anymore. Um, we see a series of his covers. I think was one featured on Victoria's Secret, which is the straightest thing he could yes. have said. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, because he's surrounded by Jack McEnroth and Stephen Rosencraft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two very uh, clean-shaven people. <laughs> very, very not straight by their chins. Like, yeah. look at their chins, not straight. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, I have to say, because, so, we, we get a Stephen bio video, and <laughs> Stephen is... So works at the Museum of Science and Industry in Chicago. And mm-hmm. in his bio video, um, he's painting all over the place. And it's just so wonderfully creepy to me. I just like, I, I just, I'm so mm-hmm. entertained by how prim and proper you are. Um, and someone is there filming you just acting like you're an artist. Yeah. Um, but also we, we learn that he auditioned previously for the I think season two didn't make it almost made it so then decided to Mm -hmm. go for it again and he's on season four yeah so um yeah also has like an organ in his house was that an organ I thought that was a piano yes (gasps) yeah it's got stops on it (laughs) (laughs) I love it it's so much more weirder than a piano. It's oh, great, man. I wish I could fit one of those in my apartment. It's great. Anyway, um, next we get the other set of people, and that's Simone, Elisa, and I think Sweet Pea, right? Yes. 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 Yeah. Um, Simone is a freelance designer. We don't really hear that much about her, but Elisa Jimenez, who's an accidental fashion designer because her mm-hmm. Chiron says multimedia artist and it's changes. Like I think her Chiron changes. I think it should have been like, you're, you make marionettes. Just put that in there. Cause she makes marionettes, huge, huge puppets. And that's how she got into yeah. fashion. So, you know, I, I, uh, I met Elisa. Oh, you did? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, years, uh, years after the season, um, I I met her through a friend of mine, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know she is um, uh, her father is um, uh, Luis uh, uh, Jimenez. Mm-hmm. That her last name is Jimenez. Is Jimenez right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am I saying? Yeah, Jimenez. Yeah. Her her father is Luis Jimenez, who is a kind of famous sculptor. Oh. Um, and if you take if you look him up, um, you'll see that that uh, you know he's. Um, I remember uh, knowing about him when I was studying art, um, uh, based in the Southwest. And, um, and so it totally makes sense to me that she, you know, she, like, it's the puppets that you see are probably are like really similar to like puppets from bread and puppet theater or, or, you know, those, those sort of big street marionette things. Mm -hmm. That's exactly Um, what I thought about. I was like, that's not bread and puppet, but it must be in the same vein. But it's adjacent. And I'm, and, you know, it's quite possible that there's some sort of family connection there mm-hmm. or you know that that's that those things were not so far away in the in in the art world of the time yeah yeah it's so interesting looking back because at the time i'm pretty sure i was like well yeah lisa's weird but now today yeah. <laughs> where right. i am right. i'm like wow she's so in tune with her process i love this <laughs> Well, it's also, it's like she got, she totally gets the weird edit and you will, and you will see it. Yes. Yeah. Um, But I think also she was probably like other people that we've known who have gone on these shows. She probably went on it and been like, okay, well, let's see what this is. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think that she had Mm -hmm. ambitions to open a fashion line. Right. And I, but I think that the that that the producers really used her as like look at how, look at this weirdo mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know in a similar way that they used um the the first native designer that they had yeah yeah patricia you know so there's so it's interesting to see that sort of play out with her mm-hmm. anyway i just i i thought i would throw that in and i mean obviously we'll talk more about her as as things progress yeah yeah She's in this episode quite a bit. Um, yeah. And Sweet Pea. I love yeah. Sweet Pea. She's a former motorcycle posse member. Mm-hmm. Has a business. And that's standing out to me even more. Because she comes in with a lot of expertise in business, on the, in the business side of fashion. Um, but her business is running out of money. So she, she um, characterizes her time on the show as like her last shot, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but also she's got a lot of tattoos. She's got like sweet pea versus mean pea tattoos on her arms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, oh, sweet pea. I want to, I want to shake hands with mean pea. Sweet pea is great. Yeah, <laughs> <mean> pea. <laughs> Cause I honestly, I was like, I can't imagine you being mean pea, but you were in a motorcycle gang. So pretty sure it's in there somewhere. <laughs> All right. Okay, so now they've all moved in. 
Um, we'll Wait, meet we, most of them later get, on. Who do we skip? Who did I miss? Uh, we get Ricky. Oh yeah, yeah. We get Ricky. Uh, we, we actually get. We, there's a couple. Um, uh, there's Marion. Right. right. Oh, brooding Marion. Marion Lee. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and Victoria. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, oh gosh, Victoria. Yeah, I, think I that's love everybody. Victoria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and Ricky. I think Ricky's the last one. Ricky Lizalde. Yeah. Yeah. It's the lingerie designer. Yes. So someone who came to New York um, to be a dancer and mm-hmm. how a lot, oh, you know, I wouldn't say, yeah, it's kind of like a common story for, for these designers. So it's like, how did you get into fashion? And for a lot of them, it was just, it was functional for them. Um, right. Thinking of Dimitri also, Dimitri, our, our wonderful Dima, who was an, ice skater <laughs> and that's how mm-hmm. he got into fashion um making his ice skating uh outfits all right never stopped <laughs> anyway <laughs> anyway <laughs> i heard that Nalen. okay all right moving on <laughs> moving on to brian park which is again um where Fashion Week used to be. They used to set up the tents in that park. It's no longer there. It's it's, it's back at and, Lincoln Center. Yeah. And kids, where ICP used to be. Oh my gosh. Yes. Where, we all, where we all met each other. Yeah. I, I, had, I had such a crazy pang of nostalgia Aww. just seeing those, those tables. I mean, for one thing, it's like it was so much more sparsely populated yeah. at that point. Um, but also, um, you know, uh, uh, obviously, uh, you know, gentle listeners, we're, we're recording this during the lockdown yeah, and ICP, where all of us met, the International Center of Photography, um, it used to be located on 43rd and 6th Avenue, right, mm-hmm. um, right at Bryant Park. And, um, we uh, and and we uh, this past year moved down to Essex Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we haven't been back up there in a really long time. Mm, and yeah. uh, and I, I was I watched this and I was sort of feeling the lack. Yeah. I don't know. You guys had feelings or I I immediately went to I think it might have been our first crit uh, critique class. Because, yeah, Fashion Week starts at the beginning of the semester, traditionally. Like, in September mm-hmm. is when the semester's starting. And I remember you are just like, yeah, so some of our students shoot for Fashion Week. And I remember my head exploding. I'm like, what? Really? People go to the tents and they shoot there and they photograph there? And I was so intimidated. I, I didn't even look into it. But um, that's what I thought about. I'm like, I would, you know, going back there, I would totally photograph to get in and see what it was like and, it get, and get the experience. Because it was so nice to have it in the middle mm-hmm. of the city. You know, it's sort of in the middle of the city still, you know, up at Lincoln Park. But it was so centralized and, and yeah. so close to ICP, and which was, you know, made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have to tell you one um, quick story about that, which is that um, I can't remember if it was our, our third class, um, uh, which would have which would have actually been close to this year. That would have been, uh, so it would have been like 2006 or something like that. Um, 
a number of our students did this um, project where they hired a limo and just kept taking the limo around the block and getting out at Fashion Week <laughs> and not going into the tent, but like getting people to like photograph them because all of the paparazzi were there. <laughs> I love that. That, that. that is incredible. Oh, so fun. <laughs> So they would just like they'd get up, they'd walk up to the to the tents where they did not have invites. Yeah. Turn around, like <laughs> like catch up with the limo again, take it around the block again, and do it again. <laughs> that is the best thing I've heard in a long time. Um, yeah. I, I feel like we they can show, still do. So that, they showed like saying. their project was showing a bunch of pictures of all of the paparazzi, like shooting pictures of them. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Well, that that makes me feel a little bit silly because I um, so I was at, in two thousand so from two thousand and four to two thousand and nine I used to work at a magazine and I I did I mean it was not a fashion magazine but fashion played a big role in the advertising mm-hmm. um, and our our fashion shoots were a big deal um, so I actually had to go to Fashion Week. and what I used to do is I used to get just so overwhelmed I mean I, I was excited but also totally overwhelmed. I think the first three times I went, I was like, wow, 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 wow. And then mm-hmm. after that, I was like, oh, I have to wait in line. I have to like, people are going to step on my feet. You know, it's just not comfortable. Yeah. So <laughs> I I would actually go into, um, there used to be a magazine store on 40th Street. There's actually yeah. been sev- several. So I yeah, would yeah. go to those magazines and look at like Vogue Japan, like Vogue mm-hmm. Italia. Like, look at all the like El Portugal, they used to carry um, El Portugal, which I never bought, but I would just peep it. Yeah. And so I just look at the magazines until for as long as I could, and then I'd be like, "Okay, I gotta go." <laughs> and, then like, and then I would go, and then like stand in line, and then find find my seat in like anywhere from the third row to the sixth row. You know, I was never mm-hmm. in the front row. But I mean, that was like really nice as it was, and um, so I thought, "Wow!" Like I. Again, first three times, I was like, wow, 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 this is my life. And then mm-hmm. after that, I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Been there, done this is, that. This is, is my life now. <laughs> yeah. right. I mean, to be honest, the shows are, are the best part. But, of course, getting in, getting out. It, shows don't start. Like Mark Jacobs, Michael Kors, those shows don't start until Anna Wintour arrives. And sometimes Anna Wintour is late because right. she's seeing dirty things. So that part is like, uh, uh, and that can be problematic when you're like, I'm supposed to be at this other show because they're an advertiser, and if I don't check in, what what, what does that mean for my boss, you know? Right. Yeah, wow. So that, that stress I could I could have lived without. Oh, man. <laughs> well, and, and now you do. <laughs> yes, I've, I've been living, for 10 years I've been living without that particular stress. <laughs> So here we are at Bryant Park. Everybody's getting up. We we get to meet Simone a little bit more, <laughs> who evidently designs like um, pullovers. I, <laughs> I call them like <laughs> peasant tops, a la wannabe Frida Kahlo. Just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Man, I don't know why I was so mad at this video, but it was like the one bio video that I did not like. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, we we can we can talk about this, but but you know, Simone is that cast member that I talk about a oh, lot. Yes. Oh my show. gosh, the trope. 
Oh, yeah. God, she, totally yeah. forgot. Yeah. You know, like the perfectly nice, you know, it's almost always a young woman. They're almost always blonde. Mm-hmm. Who really doesn't have a whole lot going on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is so interesting because <laughs> everyone else has some character and she's just making peasant tops with, with ruched yeah. boobs. Yes. So I was like, okay, yes. the bust is ruched. And Simone is also here. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah, and we get to meet a little bit more of Marion Lee. Um, I don't know why I'm saying his whole name, There's but a, he runs a flower a shop. Yes. Yeah, in Texas, right? I think I got that right. Yeah, I think so. And designs out of his flower mm. shop. And I actually, I think that's why I was upset with Simone's, because right after is Marion's, and I'm like, wow, I actually kind of like the, the clothes in your video. Mm-hmm. Like, that was way more interesting than what I just saw. Um, and then Jack. <laughs> who, who is the designer for Ladies Who Launch this season? Yes, um, I mean, I mean, can can any can can it, either of you guys? I'm a little curious. Like, can either of you guys tell me like why exactly Jack was cast? I didn't. I'm. I had a hard time. Like, hmm. like what do you what do you like think what Jack role? was cast? <laughs> Wait, huh? Oh, you think? Do you, you think, think it's because he's hot? <laughs> well, that that's debatable. But there's huh. definitely like a. Like, uh, what did they say in the episode? Oh, the Superman. They oh. said, oh, he looks like Superman. Yeah, yeah. he's just an object yeah. of, you know, let's, let's sexually harass Jack. Because he's yeah. obviously muscular underneath all those clothes he's wearing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jack goes to the gym a lot. A lot. And he's an activewear designer. That's what he is. Which is strange because, like, I'm an activewear designer. But then he shows his portfolio and it's, like, a lot of capes with brocade and... Um, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that, but yeah. it clearly is not active wear. This looks like, you know, let's go yeah. to well, fancy dinner place where I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> let's action go, cave. Let's go to Spago <laughs> wear. <laughs> let's have an action cave. Yeah. And then we get Victoria. <laughs> oh, Victoria. Oh. Okay. I have a complex now. Thanks to Nalen because I... <laughs> loved her i think when she originally i loved her and then i loved her all over again when she was like i'm very competitive i'm an overachiever i'm really intense and i'm like i love this girl she's great <laughs> <laughs> but i'm like well why do i like her so much but i i, I do i just enjoy victoria um mm-hmm. yeah yeah and um and kid pistol who we see yes. her bio video a little bit and Kid Pistol has the tagline, or I would say the quote that's usually flying around in my head. And and um, and listener, I'm so sorry, I'm not re- remembering which one, but uh, the 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 quote that we, um, I think it's Zulima. Zulima's quote. It's like if you you can cry, but you gotta cut. You gotta cry and mm-hmm. cut. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was life is too short to have on a bad outfit. And for some <laughs> reason, <laughs> that quote has been in my head. I'm like, who said that? And it was Kit Pistol. I don't live my life that way, but I just always thought that was an interesting <laughs> quote to remember. But also that Kit Pistol is for her. It's kind of like her Mark Twain. It's it's right. her alias. So right, yeah. Her her actual name is Samuel Clemens. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! This is just the drag version, right? <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> 
she's like yeah you you know you can call me i don't want i just don't want to go by sam you know like it's just not enough call me kit forget sam uh and then yeah and then we hear a little bit more about ricky and um some foreshadowing that i'm I'm just gonna call it as foreshadowing i'm not gonna spoil things but ricky has been through a lot and Ricky is someone I'm trying to re-see. Um, mm-hmm. in, in, during the second watch and after I've got some 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 experience, but Ricky was someone who I was very annoyed by the first time I watched the season. Mm-hmm. But um, what he says is so true. He's just like, you know, for me, this is not a game. It's my life. He's clearly terrified and putting a lot of pressure on himself already mm-hmm. uh, because he's just launched... Has he just launched a lingerie line? Or he's known for lingerie, right? Right. Um, which is something I learned is terribly hard to do because I watched the show before I knew how to sew. And lingerie is incredibly difficult. And Ricky has made a name for himself doing this very meticulous thing. So he, I feel like along with um, with Sweet Pea and perhaps some other people, he's got a career already going. And it's risky mm-hmm. for him to be on the show. <laughs> yes. And he knows it. Yeah. So... All right. Um, yeah, he's also very much trying to make sheer hats happen. <laughs> oh, right. I mean, we've just come off from making the cut See, with yes. Esther wearing See. a version of that hat that is 21st century and a million times better. Uh-huh. It's so interesting that you call that mm. out. I, to- I just, I don't know. I just dismiss these things. I'm like bad fashion. I'm just dismissing it. Although maybe some yeah. people like it because he's into berets too. He's just maybe he's just a hat guy. He's, he's got a, kind of a Kangol thing happening, but yeah. but clearly like the sort of taxi cab police hats are. I think he makes those. Okay, it's so weirdly oh, '90s still. This is so interesting. Like 2007 so they, feels yeah. late '90s to me. So they I sit agree. in a little clump together. Mm-hmm. They're they're talking over some champagne. Yeah, and oh. who strolls up? <laughs> oh my god it's Heidi and Tim not just any Tim it baby is it is, it is baby Tim <laughs> baby Tim <laughs> it's like baby it's baby sweet cheeks Tim <laughs> yes yes look at like what a cutie he is <laughs> Oh my god. And I I don't know Too if much. it's this season, but Tim is newly I think this is this he's newly been crowned the chief creative officer at Liz Claiborne Inc. Yes. Yes, yes. yes. So he's been affiliated with Parsons. He's still affiliated with Parsons. Mm-hmm. Um but in instead of being the the director of that program, he's now the chief creative officer. Uh, Liz Claiborne. That also brought back all the feels because that's that's the my favorite brand for all of my aunties. They loved Liz Claiborne. Um, you could find it in the mall. Loved it. Um, <laughs> so it was really exciting at the time. And so we have Tim out here, fresh faced Tim, um, with like, who's only slightly red because he's so pale and they're in the sun. And <laughs> he gives them their spiel. He's like, you know what? Each season of Project Runway. We raise the bar, but I'm confident that you are our strongest group 
yet and like yay we're so strong yay tim had complimented us it's great and then heidi's mm-hmm. like yeah so um do you like your gotham city luxury apartments like yeah yeah it's like <laughs> do you like your dom perignon champagne we provided for you it's like yeah we love it thanks heidi it's like do you like the rate at which your hearts are beating right now yes we're so calm and she's like well it's over because it's time for you to sprint for fashion. You're going to sprint today. And I'm like, wait, what? What's happening? It's like, we don't have any water for you. Only champagne. Anyway, right. but um, anyway, so <laughs> so Tim explains what the challenge is actually going to be. And um, he goes off by saying, like, you know how in the past we've had those zany things where we've made you make clothes out of trash. We've taken you to the grocery store and we surprised you those in, in those ways. But not this year. Look across the lawn at those tents. You're going to make clothes mm-hmm. out of those tents. And I love how he left them hanging for a while because they actually thought they were going to make clothes out of tarp. Mm-hmm. It just freaks out Siriano because it's like, oh, my God, it's like cheap right. plastic stuff. Like, I didn't sign up for this. Yes. And I think Chris March for a, a period of time was like, yeah, right up my wheelhouse. I'll make stuff out of plastic. <laughs> yeah. <And> so, <laughs> so yeah. Chris was ready to make stuff out of grass. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Chris is like, um, I actually I made a dress out of the leftover champagne bottles while we were talking. Yes. Does that count? Is that okay? He's like, were these chairs gonna be used for other people? Because I took the wood and snapped off the panels and I made like a dress. <laughs> I made a hat. I made my shoes. We're like, calm down, Chris, not yet. You've gotta run. <laughs> A hundred yards. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh God. So yes. Yeah, so they make them mat like dash across the lawn yeah. because they're not going to make clothes out of the tents. There's yeah. fifty thousand dollars worth of mood fabrics on the inside, and that's mm-hmm. what they'll be making things out of. Right, and look at how far we have come from, like. Uh, you know, from this year to debates about size inclusion and plus size <laughs> models and et cetera, et cetera, when basically what comes next is a sequence <laughs> that is edited to be like, look at him, he's fat. Oh, I look know. He's fat. Yeah. He'll never make it over there. <laughs> like, Terrible. like, it is really... Um, I, I remember watching this at the time and my, uh, my ire hmm. raising cause yeah. it's like, and, you know, in case you forgot that project runway is a game show, yeah. like here's an <laughs> obstacle course <laughs> to get your stuff. Like you right. Have to exactly. Actually jump hurdles. Yeah. Um, so they take off. And they they really like haul ass. I I know this is something that oh gosh, what's his name? Ricky. Ricky says like I typed it in my notes. I was like oh my gosh, they're hauling ass over there. And it's like yes, I hauled ass over there. So he he gets there, and I think Kevin gets there. Um, the straight Kevin who's straight gets right. over there because he really wants the plaid, and he beats out Kit Pistol for the plaid. Right. Because he's straight, so he wants plaid. Right. Um, and the last right. one to get there also, is Chris Mark. Also, because he's straight and he wants to make sure that he grabs something <laughs> that a woman wants, or she does. Because <laughs> he's straight. <laughs> <laughs> so Kid Pistol has to get something else. Um, 
And also another thing, like Kit, I think Kit and Sweet Pea had to take off their heels because Sweet Pea was wearing platforms and Kit was wearing um, like some low heels. And so they had to, you know, adjust for this this rendition. But Chris finally gets there and Mm -hmm. is the only one who's not grabbing everything that they see and is also done before a lot of the designers. Yeah. What he ended up getting. Yeah. Um, and the only thing I think it, that's not really taken is a fur, which Tim Gunn calls Bigfoot. It, yeah, some some fun fur. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I feel like we've come a long way from that as well, because I feel like the fur would have been the first thing someone grabbed. Um, right. And and then we have a moment with Elise, Elisa, where mm-hmm. uh, she's imbuing her cloth, or and the, I think all the fabrics that she got with grass stains, and. I just had a moment because, like, of course, me back then, 2007 me, was just like, that's so strange. But me now, I'm like, this is um, a way of grounding your work in mm-hmm. um, in a very site-specific way. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I relate to what this. About that, what about that show that you made of all of, like, the, the you know, the body prints on the fabric and exactly you know the, the work that i'm making now the work that i'm still making <laughs> i was like go ahead elisa you're so present mm-hmm. <laughs> just inspired um okay you know i thought it i thought it was sweet that lisa had some kind of sunflowers and when they made the, the when they darted for the clothing tent um mm-hmm. lisa said happy birthday and then kept running oh yeah 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 and then did this like sweet. I like that because it, it yeah. was it was sort of like this acknowledgement without big dealness, just like happy birthday, run. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, because I it reminds me they were yeah they were talking about their signs in in the like the chit chat mingle 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 you know, uh uh rhubarb rhubarb you know birthday cake whatever <laughs> they're saying. Um, someone's like, oh you're a Gemini, I'm a Gemini, and I'm also a Gemini. My birthday is coming up, and so when they wished Heidi happy birthday, I was like, is Heidi a Gemini? And I never looked it up. Mm-hmm. I don't really care. But I just, yeah, that made me think of that. It's yeah. So, that's really sweet. <laughs> All right. Also, with with this, with what um, Elisa's doing, I wouldn't put it past her for this to be a little performative as well. Huh. Mm. Okay. You know, there's, there's like a, there's a part of it that's like, okay, I'm going to do the thing that nobody else is doing here. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And and that is, you know, that's definitely going to get some cameras on you. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Huh. Well, I, well we definitely then know why Lisa's here. I mean, mm-hmm. she's like casting goals for, for yeah. that reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, it's definitely, I mean, I, I saw this and I was like, oh, right, the me, me, me moment. Me, me, me moment. Because if I had this um, imperative uh, impulse to mm-hmm. make an make an impression on fabric with grass. I would I would take that to the tents and do it in the tents. <laughs> like, <laughs> not, not have the cameras on me. You would you lower know. the flap. Um, it's like give me my privacy while I am be in my fabric. I'd be like, be right back. Be right back. Continue. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Let me also say that I have lived in New York long enough that I don't care if I had just watched you steam clean all of Bryant Park seconds before 
you know, I encountered it. I would not take off my shoes and run across <laughs> grass in New York. And I would not be like rubbing anything that I was going to be touching for a prolonged period of time on the ground and the grass at, at oh, any man. part of the earth. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> but it's what just... a great practice to have. Like, like super, super hygienic. Oh, man. I didn't even think about that. It's just, you learn at a certain point. Like, there's <laughs> stuff you touch and stuff you do not touch. Oh, yeah. The things that you have witnessed or seen or smelled <laughs> over there. Like, oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Brian Park. Okay. So we will come back to Brian Park, which is so great yes. because that's where Fashion Week is going to be. But we must leave it for for the time being once again and, and where uh, do we go we go to the workroom we're at parsons at our establishing shop i love it and you um, know, soon to be if not already a uh, jimmy buffett's um margaritaville hotel no oh that's right oh my gosh yeah wow Oh my gosh. Interesting. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Um, yeah, but we're, I guess, you know, for now we're in Parsons mm-hmm. workroom and it's interesting for this season. We don't, and I, you know, I don't know when this started, but we don't get that special um, sketching time. We mm-hmm. go straight to work. So they have their fabrics, they have their, their places they briefly mentioned like, oh, my God, we're in the workroom. We're in the iconic Parsons workroom. And they get to work and they're sketching as in within the time that they're allotted, which is only until 1 a.m. that day, I believe. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, also, we get to hear a little bit more from Chris March, who is a little upset that this challenge isn't what he expected. And he expected to be making things out of salad or lettuce or right. pine cones or whatever. Um, but he's like, I guess, sure, we're going to get fabric. All right, sure. I was hoping that we'd get something a little bit zanier, <laughs> actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have our first Tim time who comes in and just introduces them to the workroom, but also introduces them to his new tagline or the now iconic tagline, making it work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He gets applause for this, which yes. read me the wrong way. But, you know, I'm, I'm a purist. I just wanted Tim to be Tim. Don't have to perform <laughs> Tim. We, he, Tim is just Tim. And it's natural. Let's keep it natural, guys. Anyway, so the but the designers are also still trying to wrap their heads around this challenge because mm-hmm. um, it essentially what they've been asked to do is design a, a garment that expresses to the judges who they are. So it's really really Mm -hmm. open very very um you know open to their creativity and whatever they were actually able to grab which was a lot of fabric there's so much fabric in that workroom um we have here a little bit about ricky and um a little bit into to simone rami and elise and like what their sensibilities are what they're known for Mm -hmm. what stood out to me was rami I'm not going to spoil anything, but Rami gets to draping immediately. He's just like, yeah, like, I love to drape. And I'm like, no, duh, Rami. It's like, yeah, "Yeah, like, drape is my thing. I love drape, draping, draping, drape. And then we we have Simone, who is into this romantic sensibility with 
whatever. I don't know. It was weird because it didn't match up with what um, we had seen from her before. She's like, I like live, I like matching, I guess, archaic things with and making it modern is, is her, mm-hmm. her thing. And then Elisa, who was making mm-hmm. a mythical gown made of magic and silks and smoke yes. and all this other stuff that's in it. And I love these moments because th- there's a wonderful interaction where I really do feel she genuinely freaked Chris March out by her process. Mm-hmm. She's sewing onto her body, which to me didn't f- seem that uh, terrible. But Chris was like, this is frightening. What are you doing? What is <laughs> yeah. happening? <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yes, because Elisa, be- just because she's not using a mannequin, it's such a scandal. And um, and I also have to say that we see uh, Christian Siriano trying on his own clothes and people are like, what are you doing over there? He's like, well, I've got to mm-hmm. try on my clothes to see if it fits. And that is also such a scandal. Like those those little things that kind of come up in this first go in the workroom. It's really interesting to me. Mm-hmm. All right. Can, can we also just take a second and talk about uh, uh, how fucking Ikea the workroom looks. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> the workroom like, has gotten some upgrades that it, it has definitely Oh yeah. It it has it has it has received the kiss of a of of a um you know, uh, production designer mm-hmm. who, has, who has been blessed with a budget over the years. <laughs> it's it's like it's the blue fly wall. There's like kind of like these weird fluorescent boxes that are in the background yeah. to provide fill lights or something. Oh man! Uh, everything. It's like it's like some of it's painted purple, some of it's painted <laughs> aqua. There's like a big like L magazine poster in one corner, but it's really, I mean, it's not surprising that they ended up moving out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's a classroom. Like it's the most, yeah. it, it looks yeah, like. Yeah, it it's looks, a classroom. Yeah. And it looks like the students from Parsons were done with their semester and now it's time to shoot Project Runway. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Probably yeah. like in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I just, I just. Again, it felt nostalgic. And also Bluefly. Do you guys remember Bluefly.com? Of course. Yeah. And you know what? Um, I looked after the episode. Mm-hmm. I was like, because I knew that they had closed. They shut down. They're kind of back. Really? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. I thought yeah. about them because, you know, it was sort of the first, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it felt like one of the first major or in that time when, you know, outside of the dot-com bubble, but when e- e-commerce was really taking off. Right. Um, and, yeah, and just kind of going on to um, an online platform and Bluefly was just sort of like, you know, I, I think geared towards teen or very young buyers, um, you know, because it was, was online. Um, I don't know if I ever bought anything from Bluefly.com, but it just brought back memories like, yeah, I remember that thing when it used to be out there. And it's interesting that for them to have sponsored this or, or use project runway as a platform, but project runway, there's another season where they use Piper line, for instance, it's like mm-hmm. yeah, Piper line, Blue right. Eye, all those places where I'm like, wow, I remember. Um, hmm. Can I, can I share? Yes, please. 
Um, not not for too long, I promise. I so by the time that Blue Fly, um, so Blue Fly was the the biggest retailer of kind of discount fashion because at this time Century Twenty One didn't have an online presence. Mm. Um, Macy's did, Bloomingdale's did, but Blue Fly I think was trying to sort of do something different. Before Blue Fly, there was actually a website that I did like called Boo.com, B-O-O.com. Uh-huh. And, and Boo.com was actually the first um, kind of online fashion retail. Um, for example, if if we were going, okay, if Sander Boz was around at the time of Boo.com, Sander would have been uh, on Boo.com kind of immediately. They sort of mm. had... Um, Kind of the most mainstream things they would have was like Fred Perry stuff. And I actually still have a black and gold Fred Perry polo um, that I actually bought from Boo.com at a ridiculously discounted price. I think it was like under $40. And uh, I still have it. I still wear it. It's getting smaller and smaller, (laughs) but I still wear it. (laughs) Um, But that was like as mainstream as they got. It was like, oh... Fred Perry and everything else was like his new and youngish kind of labels and um, boo.com did not make it. Hmm. Um, Hmm. But then blue fly came along and there was another one um, that was kind of big that I don't remember, but so it kind of make by by now, like by the time that this show is airing blue fly is advertising in vogue. Wow. So it kind of makes sense. That's amazing. Oh, 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 and I just want to say something else. This is also at a time when there was a research in print magazines, and specifically print magazines like Domino and another one that were all about kind of, um, oh, here's where you shop online, because on the online shopping landscape is changing so fast. Hmm. Get get this bag from anthropology.com, get these shoes from Blue Fly, get this wicked feather thing from Boo. Um, so... This is how I remember that time in Blue Fly fitting into that time frame. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so interesting. Huh. Well. (laughs) I mean, it's amazing how these are, you know, how quickly the ecology of all this stuff changes. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And, And how, and it's a thing that we, I think, maybe forget although we talked about it a lot with making the cut that, that the, um, that the shows, uh, part of their success was that, um, has, has been their ability to connect with consumers, Mm -hmm. um, and to kind of move product and, and, and to function as kind of like placed advertising. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it's interesting to see that going on when, like, the beneficiaries of it are not even, are perhaps no longer around. Or... Right. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, it's so interesting how that's used. Um, but also, even, so fascinating, because the first couple seasons, I think the sponsor was Banana Republic, for instance. So, like, a very, mm-hmm. very staunch brick and mortar at the time known as that and then you know seeing blue fly i'm like yeah here we are um so quick to go online and and have Mm -hmm. this new 
way of shopping fashion and a way of approaching it and a way of thinking of what is legitimate as a place to buy things. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. So now it's Tim time officially. So yes. we have our first official critique with Tim. And Tim stops off first with Rami. And, I, and I'm, I'm imagining that Tim came in, saw Rami doing his drapey drape drape and was like, I'm going over there first because this is stunning. <laughs> Rami, mm-hmm. stunning, stunning. <laughs> like, okay, all right. Is there anything else to say? Um, no, there's nothing else to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he's designed for Jessica Alba. So he moves on to Christian Siriano, who I love these conversations because he goes to he goes to Christian, and Tim is peak Tim. Points mm-hmm. out what's uh, what what is working. And what is inconsistent, and you know, relays it in a way to me that um, it makes it very clear that he he has such high respect and regard for Christian, um, and and knows that he's a he's really good sewer. He's good at construction. Mm-hmm. He's good at what he what he's doing. Um, but Christian takes it the wrong way. I, mean, I shouldn't say the wrong way. Christian takes it personally. Um, mm-hmm. But I just kind of love this back and forth because I'm like, well, it's wonderful that Tim is scrutinizing your work because you're worth it. You're worth it, Christian. Um, well, yeah. Also, uh, you know, flash forward to season 16 or whatever. And this is exactly the sort of, same sort of interaction that Christian would have with um, our favorite Texas designer. See, I'm already forgotten. Oh, Sergio. My... Yeah. Sergio. Oh, yeah. never mind. Oh, the other one. Oh, my goodness. Whoa! I mean, that scream like like oh. Christians like Christian going like, oh yeah, well that's that's what I intended to do. Oh, it doesn't matter over there. Yeah, that's because I didn't want it to. Oh my goodness, that is. And, and, he was. And then, yeah. and then he... Tim Tim walks away, and Christian goes like, well, I mean, Tim can say what he has to say, but I, you know, I believe in it, and I wrote down what he said because he goes, sometimes. Tim's critiques are great and other times they're horrible. I, I don't think it has anything to do with the world he's looking at. Uh, I just I loved it. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. And, little and Sergio. little Sergio took notes. <laughs> he's 21. Christian is 21. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Of course he is. Back from London, yeah. he's yeah. back being the star, the American star, at a probably super uptight, competitive situation. Yeah, <laughs> there's some gumption there. Yeah, there totally is. I'm, I'm not, ca- I'm, I'm not calling him to task for it. I'm just pointing out that yeah, this is yeah. exactly, exactly what we saw play out last season. Yeah, I mean, you could even think of it how Sergio's behavior is more becoming of a 21-year-old. But Sergio, yeah. I think, at the time was like 35. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's true. So if yeah. you are 20 coming at Tim like this, yeah. like, yeah, your your frontal lobe is still swimming all around yeah. at the front of your forehead by itself. <laughs> You're very young. So So then Tim goes up to Elisa. Yeah. And that looks, I mean, there's an idea there, um, but not a, but it's not an idea about like construction or Mm -mm. like how 
it, it's not a it's not a design idea. Let's put no. it that way. It's a it's a trick. I mean, she, yeah. I think she also does use the word magic, and I'm like, it's yeah. a magic trick that she's trying to do. Yeah. But I thought the dress looked really great on the dress form. Yeah, I think that the I think the train. I mean, we've well, we can talk about this later on, but mm. it's um, we we hear like what part of it she's wedded to, and that is not necessarily the part that is um, successful. Right, exactly. And it's something that she's done before unsuccessfully. Because he goes, yeah, so like, you know, is this going to work? So what she's doing, she has like a bunch of fabric that she's been cutting up with scissors in various ways, almost sort of in the, in just imagine making like, you know, snowflakes in craft class in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because she's folded up the fabric and she's cut it around trimming it. And then she kind of shoved it up the back. We don't really see how she attaches it to the dress, but it's this long train of just of whoosh of different types of fabrics. And Tim's like, so can she walk in this? And she goes, well, in the times that I've tried it, it kind of worked. I'm like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. Nope. If it didn't work, it's not going to work now. It's just mm-hmm. sort of the yeah. rule of, of Project Runway. So, um, so yeah, but also he leaves her questioning how she's finishing her garment. So the hem and even finishing, I think that train of, of fabric in the back. And she's very, very reluctant to, him the edges which mm-hmm. is interesting because i can imagine that the type of fabric she's using that those edges if you don't do something to them would roll and it lo- and look very very unfinished and just kind of you know kind of home sewn as you would say in a derogatory way so mm-hmm. yeah. all right so tim leaves leaves them and elisa takes a nap yep so that she's tired that would be me on the show. I, I just did something I don't feel sure about. I'm so stressed. I just had a talk with, with, with the mentor and it didn't I didn't really get it. I think I need to sleep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like she was taking a nap because she really was done. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. But oh, yeah. there's but this is also we're we're witnessing the birth, I think, of another trope, which is there is no greater sin on Project Runway than napping. Exactly. Yeah, or, or eating or taking any kind of break. No. Right. This is where right. Christian and... learned. <laughs> exactly. This is where he got his training. It was more formative than we thought, guys. <laughs> wow. 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 So much in episode one. <laughs> and I think he might have he might have learned it from the other Chris, Chris March, because he goes, wait, you're s- sleeping? I wish we could sleep, but we know how to sew and we know we're not done with our garments and you have no idea because you are draping your clothes on yourself and what is happening? <laughs> You're taking a nap. And so, yeah. So you, you hear that kind of seeps into you and it really was formative for Christian Siriano that napping is not good. It's really bad. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it doesn't make for good television. At least look busy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And you know, yeah, yeah, you gotta, you gotta look the part. That's a part of the game. So, so yeah, Patricia, if you may be stressed, <laughs> but you have to like perform your stress much right. more vocally right. in order for it to work on this show. I mean, and Elisa does yoga. She could have found a corner and did some hands, 
done some headstands or something. And, you know, it's like, this is a part of my yeah. practice. And the cameras would have followed her. But she would look like she was doing something. Yeah. Um, I'm fine well, with remember, she's already, she's already tired of doing a lot of forward bends while fitting. Right. The, um... <laughs> That's true. That's true. Talk about somebody who has a strong core. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it is man. clear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I think Elisa's like what forty two at this yeah, point. Yeah, forty two. Yeah. 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 Um, so Elisa takes a nap. Everyone notices, especially Chris March. And then all of a sudden, we only have an hour, and we have this like rush, 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 rush to the end. And then ten minutes before they leave, Elisa wakes up. <laughs> All right, so it's time for Judgment Day. They wake up in their Gotham City hotel apartments, or, or whatever you call that. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so that we have this, you know, before runway time with our designers in their abodes. And I, I wrote down how, you know, we have Jack, topless. We also have Ricky, topless. Yeah, um, you guys, why do you think Jack was cast? <laughs> I'm just, I just, I just have a quick, I, I had a quick He's question for you. He's an activewear designer, Nalen. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. He designs okay. for ladies who lunch. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, oh, oh, now I get it. Okay. <laughs> He's got abs. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm not questioning his dedication. <laughs> I have a video running and it's, it's, pause on on topless jack um yeah. also semi bottomless jack as, as well anyway so but ricky is terrified we can talk about this ricky is terrified of critique um mm -hmm. and someone who isn't really that terrified is elisa she's just like i don't want to finish my work and i just feel obligated to not finish it and we you know we're like how is that going to happen um and also we have cameron who is a model and she's leaving everyone behind Mm -hmm. little Jillian is like wait for us and, and Cameron's like no 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 come on come on the car is waiting for us let's go <laughs> chop chop alright um, yeah so we go back to the workroom and Tim comes in to supposedly give them their end of work time um, announcements but he actually is there to give them a twist which is mm -hmm. that they're not going straight to the runway before they go to the runway. They've got to go to a cocktail reception with three incredibly influential fashion journalists. Oh God. And <laughs> I'm just laughing because um, it is, it is time for them to learn how to talk and present themselves to an even more um, uh, just discerning group of people. They don't know how terrifying these journalists will be until they get there but it sounds fun right cocktails so it's time for their models because they also have not seen their models yet holy crapness they have not, yeah. they haven't even gotten their models um what do you call them their their uh their measurements either right so it's sort of a, a hit or miss right now um where the stakes are very high they've already been worried about not having their models for the runway but now they've got to think about going outside and presenting themselves with these new garments um so we have our fittings hair and makeup elise hand elisa hand measures her model 
which mm-hmm. at the time of the original airing was annoying. But now I was like, I love that. <laughs> if you don't have a roller, you have your hands. Right. And um, it, but it, but it, yeah. And I, I just, I just thought it was a really great way to measure. Also very present and about the body. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, Sweet Pea breaks her zipper. But essentially it, it goes pretty smoothly here before they have to, to take off for Amalia. And I want to know, is Amalia still around? That cocktail lounge? Have you ever uh, heard of Amalia? Oh, gosh. I, I, would, I would not know. No idea. Hmm. Yeah, because I, I meant to look it up, and I just didn't. I just assumed it wasn't just because, you know, I've lived in New York long enough to know that sometimes places are around <laughs> 10 years after. Um. Anyway, so they make it to the cocktail lounge. And they're meeting with People Magazine's Clarissa Cruz, Entertainment Weekly's Margot Watson, and the assistant director of Fashion Week, Kristen, Christina Nolt. I think that's how mm-hmm. you pronounce her name. So what did, what, what did you what are you what did you guys think about this moment and, and this interaction, this high stakes moment for them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you can tell who has done this sort of thing before, mm-hmm. right? Like, Rami's right there, Jack's right there. Like, um, you get the people who are clearly, like, you know, super nervous about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, um, you know, and, and Christian is already practicing his, like, his... You know, patented personality. Elisa gets some more like weirdness. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like, oh my god, she's she's wacky, and the and when she's talking to um, which one is it, Christine that she's talking to? Yeah. You kind of get these cutaways to Christine that are all like, oh wow, that's so original. And he, I mean, I think Elisa was just saying things like, yes, so it's about, you know, the body and wind and water and, mm-hmm. and, and life. And it's about the oceans and, and you your body being in that ocean. Right. And then a swath of fabric following you into those waves and that water and what that feels yeah. like. Just being, it, it was a, you know, she was making a, a really interesting conversation about something larger than fashion <laughs> in a sense. And yes. they're just not into it at all. Yeah. But also, I thought this was an interesting environment to be in because you and, and, and Rami stood out to me because he was like, well, you know, <laughs> I made this heavily draped Greek Roman couture toga that goes down to her toes. Right. So it's just exactly perfect for a cocktail party. I'm like, wow. No, 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 no. But way to sell it. Way to sell it, yeah. Rami. And how awkward that must have been for some of those designers who weren't you weren't given a, a prompt for a cocktail dress you're given a prompt for w- make whatever you think is you right and then they the, put it whatever in a cocktail best represents bar. you right yeah. right um so we we leave the cocktail bar and we go to the runway so it's are you guys ready for runway time yeah runway let's do this so listeners this is where you can click on the link in the show notes to get your cheat sheet for this vintage season four episode one um in this runway i get to introduce the normies which includes 
we have Heidi Klum who comes on out mm-hmm. and introduces the runway to our judges, Michael mm-hmm. Kors, Nina Garcia, and then our guest is Monique Lulier. And uh, they also, for the judging, will factor in the cocktail lounge um, journalists for feedback as well. Okay. All right. So let's get into it. And we first have Elisa. I'm pretty sure. Is it Elisa or Elisa? I don't know if I spelled Elisa. her name. Okay, Elisa. All right. Elisa. I spelled her name wrong. So sorry. Okay, so we have Elisa first. And I'll say that on the cheat sheet, it's so fascinating. These are not runway images. These are images that they that the models have posed for post-runway, so post-shooting everything. So some of the images or some of the clothes might look a little bit different. And Elisa's is one of them, mm-hmm. which is really interesting to me. But yeah, but thoughts on this on this one? Well, do we want to do we want to talk about do we want to go outfit by outfit or do we want to just go with like who's safe and who's not? Ooh. Let's go Actually, let's see. So we have who is safe. So we have um Right. So we have Chris is safe. Chris March, Kevin, Sweet Pea, Jillian, mm-hmm. Jack, um Marion, Steve, Carmen and Mark Twain are all safe. I mean, Kit. Mm-hmm. Kit is safe. And um, so the the highest scores and the lowest scores include Steven, Ricky, Elisa. Oh, wait. No, not Steven. Is that right? Oh, my gosh. Yes. No. It's Ricky, Elise, Le- um, Simone, Rami and Siriano. My notes are so weird because I'm calling Simone, Simone LeBlanc because I just like her last name. So I got mixed up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so so how do you want to do it? What do you think, Patricia? Do you have any you have a, yeah, you have a anything you want to say about any of the safe folks? Um, they were all okay. Um, oh, wait, you mean like critique the the runway pieces? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if there's anything you wanted to say about like any of the stuff that was that that yeah. was safe, because otherwise we can just talk about like what's in the top and the bottom. Then let's let's just get to there. Yeah, let's. Oh do that. yay! Okay, okay. So Stephen is one of those. Um, I I forgot. I don't know why he, I put him in the the previous um thing. Okay, so let's let's get to deliberation. Mm-hmm. And so, I believe the first. The first designer we do talk to is Rami. Right. Who's in the top? Yeah, Rami's in the top. And um it's so wait, am I right? Let me see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Or is it Simone? No. Okay, it's Rami. <laughs> okay. What is what is up with my my notes? Because what I remember about Rami is in my notes of just like it just she just kind of looks like a gray greek ghost there's just something at this um rewatch of it where i'm just like i don't know it just looked like his model is like walking around in the in heaven in a toga like she's not really here she's not on earth um but of course the the judges really loved it like they just mm-hmm. it's chic 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 um and michael kors calls out a thing that I kind of landed on before in terms of like not really liking it, which was the rose detail on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. 
and we get our phrase MOB, Mother of the Bride. Mm-hmm. But it's clear that Rami is a very strong contender and that they really, really love the way he's been, um, the way he drapes his clothes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're really into yeah. it. You can also see that Rami works out, but you don't see him wandering around shirtless all the time. <laughs> and also from his clothes, you can see why he was cast. It's like, you know, there's yeah. no question why Rami is here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I will say this. This this was totally fine to me. Um, it also seemed like smart on a number of different levels. Like if you're if you're confronted with like piles and piles of fabric mm-hmm. and and what you pick out of those piles is something that is like a really good gray mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and entirely about like the weight and fall of the textile that's a smart choice okay because there's a lot of ways you can go with that as opposed to like the folks who were like, oh, my God, look at this like bright pattern or look at this thing. You know, yeah. or, or you're so concerned with like stuffing 10,000 different things in your bag. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. And it also was, I think, the most relaxing way to work because throughout the, the footage from the workroom, <laughs> it was clear that he started over a few times Mm-hmm. And was just kind of playing around and sculpting it and molding it. it just felt really peaceful looking at it. Um, mm-hmm. It's just that for me, the color was so gray. It was just very gray. And um, but also a confident way of working with just one piece of fabric. And I think in the same way, um, but a different type of confidence is also Elisa. But um, you know, mm-hmm. just having this and working with this one thing. And doing a really, really good job of draping it, um, because that's your—that's what the challenge is about. This is what I'm mm-hmm. about—is crazy draping. So, <clears throat> yeah, Patricia, anything about Rami? Um, for me, really boring, mm-hmm. but not not so. Um, no, nothing. No, okay. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's go into Christian because Tris- Christian um, M- Lulier, Monique Lulier calls him out um, and it's like, what is your inspiration here? And so he, he goes into talking about um, he's into quirky tailoring, I think is what he's talking about. It's like tailoring, but in a different way. Um, and the judges also are very, very positive about this as well they love his sleeves um they also love the quality of the garment and how it's well made and that the silhouette is interesting to look at it's grown on heidi though she doesn't really like it but she doesn't Mm -hmm. say that (laughs) well i mean it covers up a little bit too much for heidi at least at first yeah you know what (laughs) right (laughs) it's like oh you know i sleeves and it goes down to your knees (laughs) Yeah, and it and it's kind of almost buttoned up to your neck. I mean, what's the so, point? So yeah, <laughs> it's like I'm a model. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. Yeah. All and right. then and then we go to we um, Simone next. Simone. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love this because Simone gets the what I call the <laughs> "How dare thee" from Nina. Like it's just this oh. right. 
So Nina looks at Simone and prompts her by asking, what do you want to express with this dress, Simone? And it's like, how can you answer in the face of so much ire from Nina Garcia? But she goes, I want to express the feeling of a modern romantic. It's like, oh, yay. Um, thinking back to the beigeness of this type of character, this trope that you pointed out, Nalen, I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of these common tropes, this is also something that they all do. Like either it's like, you know, um, some type of retroness. That, pick a period of time. Pick 50 right. years ago. Pick 100 years ago. But they're trying to, yeah. but it's romantic. Um, and they're trying to make it modern. And so that's what she explains that she's doing. And Right. But Nina starts with the death knell questions of like, can you take off the jacket? No, that's still poor. (laughs) Can you turn around? That's still poor. Why is the construction so poor? And then, yeah. (laughs) Poor poor Simone. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like an ampere waist, Mm -hmm. you know, that's just... But I mean, it is, it is tired. It's tired. I'm looking at it right now and it's making me tired. (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah, I mean, it's all kind of, yeah, it's all kind of like beigey and kind of pinky and, um, you know, uh, and, uh, it, you know, it's like she, and, and it's true that the shrug that she came up with, Mm -hmm. Like, it's hard to imagine what it is there for except to cover up the mistakes of the stuff that's underneath. Yeah. Like, they're like, 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 as a garment, it doesn't make any sense. Like, you put it back on, and it's like, what? You know, this is also sort of shiny. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I feel like in more skilled hands, because she was one of those designers who just grabbed a shit ton of fabric. Like there must have been something else in there for her to work with that where it could have been interesting or even just do a dress, make a dress well with interesting fabric. You don't necessarily need a shawl or, or a bolero to go on top of that. Um, but that also is, you know, looking at her, that's how she dresses, which is also how I dressed in 2007, you know, with always need a cardigan. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Next, we have Ricky. So, yes, it's he, Ricky. I, I think is a low-scoring designer. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Did you guys agree with this or not? What did you guys think of this with Ricky being there? I mean, I. I mean, you're you're showing this in front of um, a former, I think by this time, former. I'm not sure if if still a Victoria's Secret model. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're, it's kind of like, okay. I mean, not only is it boring, it's extra boring because it's extra boring for Heidi to see this. So yeah. I did not think going with this was a smart move. Um, and I think that if if this person wanted to incorporate the language of undergarments with something more formal, there, there, there could be a lot more to be done than to make, um, I don't know, very few people can afford to wear something that looks like a little nightgown in daytime outside. Hmm. Mm-hmm. 
you know, so, eh. Yeah, I think it's also unfortunate that it's up there with Victoria, hmm. um, who has a lot of the same elements, but it but it looks a lot more polished. I, however, I will say I don't think that it's I I don't think that it's worse than what Marion sent down. <laughs> It wasn't, Marion's was not, um, oh. Marion needed more time. Marion oh. needed more time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> because my next question was going to be, if you, oh, if, if not Ricky, then who would have been on the bottom? <laughs> for sure. I mean, just to describe Marion's, like it's, it's, it's like this crisscross kind of pseudo lingerie deal with a lot of handkerchief skirt on the bottom like just yeah which looks like it's made out of denim or something it's <laughs> so heavy and weird yeah 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 i mean i thought kit's piece was the same it was sort I, of like I, I agree with you yeah between kit and marion and, and um and and ricky and, oh okay and and jillian <laughs> any of those any of those outfits mm-hmm Mm-hmm. I thought we're bottom material. Yeah. 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 No, I agree with you. And I was just a I was just surprised that Ricky was on the bottom in this sense because it was fairly well made, you know, compared to these mm. other people that we've called out, like Marion and um and, and maybe Kid Pistol. I think Jillian's was okay in terms of, I think it was much better in terms of this construction. But um, so many of these designers, I think, could have been low-scoring designers <laughs> mm-hmm. for this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I think even Stephen was like, which was like, okay, yeah, this is your vision. This vision is, my gosh, how long has this vision existed? Yeah, let's talk about. Of, of like, we can skip to Stephen. We'll come back to Victoria. But um, wait, is it me? But was Stephen there? No, Stevens. Stevens was safe. Oh, okay. Oh my I gosh. Think. I thought. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I know. I'm talking. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Let's go to Victoria. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Victoria. Um. Oh my goodness. So, I, I, also like a, a a baby doll silhouette, but um. Yeah. A little less of a defined waist, so more up and down, straight down, but also something that I think more bodies could wear this outfit despite the straps on the side that kind of uh you know what do you call it um straight jacket your arms down in a very very (laughs) weird way um especially going to a cocktail lounge to show off this dress where your arms have to raise up to put a drink in your mouth i don't know but i they loved it they really thought it was wonderful especially michael kors (laughs) yeah um and also the uh, even the detail like the 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 brocade or the i guess the flower silver thing that she put up there um i believe this is where they asked her why did you do that and she's like well you know i think it needed something because it's all black and la la and i thought it was well placed as opposed to rami's kind of mother of the bride Mm -hmm. um brooch up there i really like the flair that she put on that outfit but yeah I mean, I think hers reads like a decision. His reads like a lack of faith that mm-hmm. the rest of the dress is going to carry it. Yeah. Which which is misplaced. And I think that's what Kors was pointing out. It's like, no, you did it with you did it with the rest of the dress. You don't yeah. need this other thing on it on there. Yeah. 
Yep. Exactly. All right. And next we finally get to Elisa. Mm -hmm. And Heidi just opens it. She's like, tell us about the reasoning behind your garment, essentially. And Elisa (laughs) is like, well, I wanted to express an iambic pentameter of rhythmic seeming and a haiku of lace and lather in the essence of grass stains. And I'm just, I could listen to, I'm, I'm like teasing her, but I could listen to her talk about it all day. And I, and, and I love the cuts to Michael Kors's face because he's like, I know her. I recognize her. She's speaking my mm-hmm. language. And then mm-hmm. you cut to Nina. She goes, I'm confused. And then Monique Lulier is like, I'm confused. And Heidi Kim's <laughs> face is just, I have no idea what you just talked about. Um, but I love the feedback from Michael Kors because I thought it was very constructive or in, in yeah constructive to Elisa in talking mm-hmm. about the <laughs> the poo of fabric behind her mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. How, how she's like yeah you know I did have this moment when I uh, probably when her model was was practicing and got her feet right. all tangled up in it she's like at that moment I thought maybe I should cut this off and I should have done it and he's like yeah mm-hmm. no, you need to follow your intuition and I just I like that back and forth mm-hmm. and and weirdly enough, nobody talks about what to me is the big problem with this, hmm. which are those fucking boots. <laughs> oh. I was up in the air with these boots. Okay, what were you, what I was mean, your take on these boots, Nalen? Well, I think one of the reasons why she trips over everything is that she's wearing these like suede, ruched. Um, like uh, knee knee high boots. Yeah, yeah. That are that are supposed to be the same color as the as the um as the rest of the garment, but are not. Mm-mm. They're off. They're real off. And so, and and those boots, which are like a big, they're a big spiky heel. They sort of flop around on the model already in and of themselves, and they make it hard to walk. And that's one of the like it's one of the heels that gets caught in all of the fabric. Yeah, that's draping behind. So it's like you know we're sort of not at the point where this isn't the thing that was interesting to me. Also, between like Project Runway then and Project Runway now. Because somebody, probably Nina Garcia, at these days would have been like, I don't understand the styling. The styling is all wrong for this. This, what this, with this boot and this, you know, et cetera, et cetera, and this, and the hair. It's like, the the truth is that that's like a big part of the problem. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know? I mean, imagine if she had been like, if she had sent her down barefoot. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of really, really unfortunate in that sense because she did have a chance to practice. And I really hope she didn't think these were the same colors because they're really not. It would make me question a lot of the other decisions that she's made. (laughs) Like, it's so clear that these are different. So I thought that was a conscious choice. And I was like, "Mm, all right, okay. Um, but it's kind of not different enough, no, you know, it's not. sort of in that same like seafoam green aqua blue family. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. 
I think, uh, yeah, it's like looking at everyone else's styling, even for this, I think the best styling for me was Christian Siriano and Victoria mm -hmm. were, were really, really wonderful and appropriate. And then, yeah. Huh. Interesting. That's right. I didn't really pay attention to. Right. So it is, I agree with you. It is nice that, that Michael takes her seriously as a creative person. Yes. And isn't just like, oh, you're like wacky woo woo. <laughs> Like, because <laughs> like, of all people, we would think he's like, wow, wackadoo. Like, how many times are right. we going to hear Coors say wackadoo? But not now. Right. Not at this, right. yeah. this episode. So, yeah. All right. Okay. So then they go, they send them off backstage. Yes. And we get, uh, is it here? I, I think, I think we, we get footage of what's going on backstage while they start doing the judging. Mm-hmm. And what's happening? Um, Elisa <laughs> is cutting up her dress. Yeah. And that's at, a, so, that's at the moment where they're actually talking about her. And so they, they cut to that because that's when we hear the phrase, like, she just looked like she was pooing fabric, which is a quote from one of the journalists. We can guess who. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, at the cocktail lounge. And, right. And Elisa is sort of, like, following through on her intuition. And she's cutting that shit off. Yeah. So folks who are looking at the cheat sheet, mm -hmm. um, what you're seeing there was obviously shot after the the um, after the runway when Elisa has chopped off that train and turned it into like a, a mock purse or something yeah. for her to carry. Another bad decision, but OK. Uh, I mean, <laughs> what the hey? But but how interesting, like that must have been some intense debate among the production team, right? Because mm. they because they know that the models all have to go for like, you know, publicity shots afterwards. Mm -hmm. Don't you think there was a lot of back and forth about like, do we stop her? Do we let her do that? Do we have to shouldn't mm -hmm. she have to like keep it the same so we can get like the stills or Yeah. I wonder about that because it's sort of, you know, in that gray area because she's not touching it up. You know, she's not hemming anything. She's not making it look better per se. Mm -hmm. You know, I guess it's up to your interpretation, mm -hmm. um, but she's, I don't know. It's so interesting. Cause I thought of this as like some type of, it would be, I think it would have been different if they had let her do that, but not let the model hold the, fabric scrap purse right because i wonder if by having the model letting that fabric scrap purse in the image is sort of like well we'll let you do this that you can do mm -hmm. it's not you know against the rules or anything um but yeah i wonder if that that was that must have been up for a debate because who's going to do that like who has done that i don't think that's ever happened before well yeah i mean they have such intense rules about everything else like what you can wear in your confessional and all those yeah. all those things so maybe this was like the event that you know that made them be more vigilant about that i don't right. know i'm just yeah. saying that um it's interesting to me that that's that that that's the case because yeah. i can't think of another time when you saw a publicity photo of like an altered garment interesting and i also wonder if you know if they had Oh, wow. Yeah, that's probably sparked a rule. I'm pretty sure it did. 
they, they made him roll about it afterwards. <laughs> this is the demented close read that all of you listeners <laughs> The origin and story behind the Elisa clause do not cut up your garment backstage before the publicity whatever else. It's very important. <laughs> Um, okay, so we do have, you know, other times for the, this time for the judges to deliberate. Um, nothing really stood out to me, but any, did anything stand out to you two about this time? Nope. Not really. All right. So, Patricia, who was the winner yes. of season four, episode one? Oh, goodness. The winner is, um, Rami. Yeah. So many people were upset online at this time. I did a little bit of a search when I was looking for images, and it seems like people disagreed with this with this decision. Um, and they all thought that Christian Siriano should have won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, no surprise, he did. We get we get like big reaction shots of Christian. I know it's like, ugh, I've seen that dress so many times. It's like we mm-hmm. get it, Christian. Um, and Nalen, who's out? Um, I, I struggle to remember. <laughs> I'm okay, sorry. let me try that's, to jog your memory. That's beige, cool. beige, beige, Simone, beige. Simone, the I'm sure perfectly nice, um, uh, young blonde woman. Is the sacrificial, perfectly nice young blonde woman for this season? Oh my gosh! I, you know, and I also did a little look up of Simone. Um, she, you know, there are all the where are they nows kind of. Yeah. Up. And if you go to her Instagram, mm-hmm. would can you guess what the prevailing color of her Instagram is? Oh, is that true? Okay, yeah, oh my. you should ju- you should just guess. Just. So that I can laugh. <laughs> yellow. Right yellow. Right yellow. <laughs> no, Patricia. It's beige. It's beige. beige. I know. <laughs> the prevailing color is beige. It's it, is it is it romantic or architectural? You know, I, I, I think you know, I saw a lot of wooden baskets and things yes. made of like wooden balls and lots of beige and beige and beige and blonde. So I would think it's more romantic and soft. It's soft mm-hmm. romantic. It's interesting. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I bet that she can buy and sell any one of us. Oh, oh, because, oh, yeah. Because that is not a way to go broke. Oh, is, no. Is making perfectly nice, um, you know, um, uh, ner- neutral separates. Yep, yep. And it's more like a lifestyle brand, it looks like. She's got a very uh, okay. Instagram lifestyle brand. She probably is selling those wooden brown and beige baskets of, of hers. I didn't see a lot of clothes. I saw a lot mm-hmm. of other things, like brand. Like, she's a branded individual, I would say. Okay. And her brand is beige. So, yeah. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. Well, that good is... on you. Good on you, Simone. I, yeah. She's doing all right, guys. So Simone yeah. lost, but she's all right. Good. She's alive and well. Yeah. Oh, man. So did we miss anything? Anything else to say? It's weird because these episodes are not an hour long, like our usual uh, Lifetime slash Bravo 2.0. Mm-hmm. They, are, they are a very healthy 45 minutes. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
not an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, and and we're um, you know, we're like at a at an hour and fifty, I would guess. Yeah, we're right. right so we're end. we're lean oh and goodness. mean, just like them. Unless you want to chat for another thirty minutes, like we usually do. So <laughs> I'm I am super hungry to talk to both of you, but not that super hungry. <laughs> You mean you don't want to chat with us until the wee hours of the night? <laughs> Just I, kidding. I, I totally do, but not about. Uh, strangely enough, it not about Project Runway. Okay. So, okay, so what if so, we only talk about beige? <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that this is a wonderful time to remind you, listeners. Tell us what you think. Tell us if you agree or disagree, or if you had all the feels as well, or if this is nostalgic, or if even if it's brand new. Um, that that'd be great to hear from you because yeah, this is just it's so what a what a throwback to a previous time. This yeah. So great. Yeah. All right. It's, okay. No, what were you gonna say, Nalen? No, I'm just saying it's weird to think about how long ago this was. I know. Wow. So and, yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's very different. Okay. So. Um, Nayland, he please remind everyone where they can find you and if you have anything to share. Um, sure. Um, I am Nayland W. Blake on Instagram. I'm Nayland Blake, all one word on, uh, on Twitter. Um, and, uh, my own home website is naylandblake.net. Um, uh, next week... I think starting on the 15th, I'm going to be um, collaborating with a really good friend of mine on a, um, a fundraising raffle um, to benefit um, organizations approved by Black Lives Matter. Um, there's a there's a great um, uh, uh, there's a great um, page that they have started for. I'm supporting organizations at at um, at at all different levels uh, for uh, in the in in the fight for racial justice and and um, and against um, police brutality in this country and worldwide. Um, so uh, you know, follow me for that stuff. You'll see on the fifteenth. Um, it's probably we're going to do what we've done previously, which is that if you show us. Um, a receipt uh, from any of those organizations. Um, you know, actually, um, I, that's not right. I'm sorry. Um, we're actually going to be benefiting a specific organization, and I don't have the information in front of me. It is an organization that provides support for um, trans rights um, it's and, and other um, queer people of color in the city of Flint, Michigan. Uh, and so um, I will get you the the specific information on that. But if people want to know, um, they can follow me and look like on the 15th, we'll announce it. And any donations that you make to that um, to that organization will uh, get you um, uh, basically raffle tickets. And we're going to we're going to run it for a week and then we'll we'll pull the winner. Right. So awesome. that's fantastic. That's so great. Um, and Patricia, anything that you would like to share? And then can you remind 
our listeners how they can find you. Yeah. So, um, is this? Are you going to share your presentation? I Ernest? am. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I so am. can I share? Can I share mine? Yes, you can. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I can be found um, online at Sense and Sight. That's Common Sense and Optical Sight. S E N S E. A-N-D-S-I-G-H-T. And you can also find me um, at Bi Arts Festival. That's bi as in bisexual or bi plus, the biartsfestival.org, um, which is actually done this year in conjunction with the, um, the Ryerson Image Center in Toronto. Um so I'm looking forward to seeing who they choose for their next lineup every Monday at 2 p.m. Um, Eastern time. Um, they, uh, that's when it happens. That's when the festival happens online because we can't be meeting in person right now. So every Monday at 2 p.m. Um, there's a link and you can find out more at byartsfestival.org out of Canada. Yay. Great. And um, and I have all your social mediums on in the podcast notes as always. Also, um, and I also wanted to shout out a friend of mine, Becky Monares, who is a really wonderful painter. She's donating an oil painting, and all proceeds will go to Justice for Brianna Taylor, uh, which is a GoFundMe. And so the auction starts at sixty five dollars, and it actually ends Friday, June twelfth. So if you're listening to this right now, um, it ends on June twelfth. The link, of course, to get to that auction is in the show notes as well. And as for me, you can find me all over the interwebs at Ernez, H-E-R-N-E-A-S-E, and on my website, ErnezDavis.com. And um, also on my website, um, I will be posting this very soon, but I gave a talk, a Zoom talk, a Zoom artist talk at Open Source Gallery, um, and I was invited by the director who is a friend and colleague of mine and a fellow artist in residence. Um, um, we are both in the same residency at the Elizabeth Foundation for the Arts um, in, awesome. the, in the shift program. Yeah, so she invited me and I, I, I got to go off a little bit about empathy, which is something that I've been thinking <laughs> about quite a bit because uh, it's, it's at the core of my work. So if you would like to see a long form talk of me kind of going through my history of my work and my thoughts on, on where my practice is now and empathy. And it was a really great discussion with everyone who came. There are just so many wonderful faces that I had never, I hadn't seen in a long time. Um, and also from all over the country since we are, you know, we're spread out. And um, so it's a, a, a really great medium to, to be able to share with so many people. And that link will be in the show notes as well. All right. I think it was that's... a great talk. It was a Aww. great talk. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, cue <laughs> it, it up. You know, enjoy it. Oh, thanks so much. Um, all right. Um, and to you listeners, so, so, so grateful to you. So thankful to have you as our um, fellow Project Runway fans. And as we're still in lockdown, you know, we're still dealing with this pandemic. We're still dealing with um, this response, this rebellion. This hopefully will will be a revolution um, uh, in response to George Floyd. I'm hoping that you are doing well as best as you can, that you're taking care of yourselves as best as you can, and that you are um, you're reading, you're relaxing, you're self-caring and all, this, all the other stuff. Um, but I'm happy to 
be here with you so we can talk about this amazing show that that brings us joy (laughs) and um that we can share that with you as well all right so until next time i guess we'll all say just goodbye (laughs) (laughs) goodbye